0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session following my talk about how I think the leveling is bad in Destiny. If you're familiar with my content, I did a talk about this after Forsaken and I'm doubling down and going back in and arguing for a much better leveling system because I believe the annual pass increasing level, uh, not the annual pass, I'm sorry, the season increasing level every time we go into a new season and then that level being used as a gate And a hurdle for the new content, I believe, is compounding the problem of the leveling. I do want to give Bungie credit. I think to an extent they agree with me because they are trying to make it easier to get into the 600s which I think is very, very important. But I also think they need to rework how milestones and work when you're trying to level. And I put forth two ideas. One is 30 and so gaming's idea. Mike uh, from the podcast said, why not just set an interval of powerful engrams? Every four strikes, you get one. Every five Crucible games, you get one. Instead of making me play five Crucible games, three strikes, this and that. I know they want people going through diverse content, but it would be better to just let people kind of play where they want to play. And Bungie could decide, here's... Here's the level at which we think these, these powerful engrams should drop. You know, not every every strike, that's too fast. Not every 10 strikes, that's too slow. Find a good medium where you see how fast people are running strikes and getting engrams, and kind of set a drop rate. My idea is a little bit different. It would still use milestones, and it would give people intentionality where every week you would see okay this gives armor this gives a gun i'm going to pivot between the milestones depending on what i need i feel like that would give player intentionality and control over what you're grinding for so whenever you go into crucible the five games are kind of a bummer but at the very least you know you're getting an armor piece at the end and i did say you know some layer of smart rng that disorient on shield breaks kind of cool man he i mean he was blinded for a long time there so that's a quick summary of the talk because I know sometimes people don't watch the talk or they jump right to Q&A or they, maybe they, they listen to the talk and they maybe may, may miss some of it. So that's a little bit of a summary. Let's jump right into the questions from the community here. Rob Detto says, uh, listening to your leveling conversation, what if light was tied to XP level up? Power ingrams count as greater XP gains. Uh, greater XP gains, gear, and guns uh, will only be random levels. It will satisfy casual and hardcore perfectly and cut out the Forever 29 situations. You continue to get uh, Eververse on rank ups and different activities will grant more. I think Mike kind of said that last night too. Is why don't I just put in the time, and then get level accordingly, right? Here's the, you know here's your here's your Eververse Ingram. Here's your Eververse Ingram, and then after your Eververse Ingram, you, I mean you also get a powerful, you know. Now the primes are supposed to kind of be that. Primes are supposed to show up about as often uh, as everything else, but I don't. I just don't know if that's happening. So I, it's primes do show up at a pretty good clip, and they did increase them to show up more for the people under 600, which I think was a good, good decision. But we need to just wait and see if. If they're going to do more to streamline the path to 600, as well as since Ada's milestone is armor, you know, are they going to start to say, let's give people, you know, intentionality over what milestones give what, and if they know that they can kind of, you know, go for what they want each week and then have those smart pivots. Tying it purely to XP, I don't know if I like that, I think Bungie tries to sort of weave the looter shooter aspect of their game into the leveling and i don't necessarily fault them for that right it's like well it's a looter shooter so the rngs and the drops are part of the experience it's not just an investment grind i talk about this when people are like what why can't we just forge our own guns or craft our own guns and i'm like it's it's i i'd rather i'd rather not have investment grind you know on loot you know what i'm saying i like getting drops there's something exciting about getting drops and going for a certain role and then you and then you can keep trying instead of being like yeah just put in the time and then make your god roll and then you're you're done So I think Bungie tries something similar with the leveling. They're like, well, we don't want it to just be a pure investment grind where if you put in enough time, you're at max level. We want some level of RNG and drops to be tied to it. I'm not 100% opposed to that. As I've said many times, I like the idea of really needing boots and then getting boots, and then that's like an excitement for you. I'm not against that. I... I just think it's happening too much on the other end of the spectrum for some people. And it leads to feeling really like a high levels of frustration. I've seen a lot of people comment on my YouTube. A lot of people commented in chat during the podcast and said, you know, I stopped playing for that reason. You know, they felt like there was just no way to adequately level up or have control over their leveling. And I really resonate with that because if it happens to me multiple times in a nine hour period, you got to consider those nine hours. I mean, that might be an entire week for somebody. They, by the end of the week, they put in nine hours and they feel incredibly frustrated by not getting the things they needed or wanted. And they feel like their entire week is wasted. I cannot imagine ending a nine hour play session after a week like i end the nine hour play session i'm like well i didn't really level up today i got like a couple good drops i can't imagine getting the saturday afternoon shutting the game off and being like well i didn't get anything My, you know and tomorrow's sunday and i gotta work a double and then i'm back to work on monday and i didn't accomplish a dadgum thing in destiny like i that, i just don't think that's the feeling you ever want a player to have you know The uh, the reason that I believe RPGs are so addictive is because there's just a clear one-to-one communication. There's clear feedback to the player's brain that I put in time and I have something to show for it. That's why emblems and rank up emblems and, and, and armor and ornaments and all these things that they put in the game, that's why those things function as a motivator. Because it gives you that tangible proof that, like, I put in time, and here is what I got for my time. I, I, just, I. The minute you move away from that, that's when people feel like, what the frick am I doing? I mean, originally, Destiny One, Joe, Joe Vargas, Angry Joe, called it, you know, Destiny a fricking uh, glorified slot machine. And to a certain extent, any game with RNG is a dressed-up slot machine. But in this respect we're not pulling the slot machine to try to get a reward out. We're pulling a slot machine to try to move our level so we can play new content. sox says, uh, do you feel that the leveling should have started with the new season the week before black armory launched to possibly have prevented the new season power bounties from being held onto and doubled up in the way that they were? Uh, I mean, people still would have done it. People still would have done it. I mean, I guess they could have surprised us, right? But the reason people held on the second week, like, is because they were told you're not going to be able to level up until until the actual black armory shows up. So everybody spent that new week grinding for all those bounties. Now, the iron banner, banner bounties—that's not true. They, like people that held on to those and the last wish keys—they've been holding on to those for weeks. You didn't get 26 keys like the one guy. From saving like one week's worth of keys, that's not true. He had he had been doing that for weeks. Now, to an extent, you can't fault him for that. Like, if you get what you need out of the out of the raid, like, why open it up? Why not save it? But they should just capped all the drops. Once you're at level cap, the purpose of opening those chests is for loot, not for power. And people just gamed the system. T Funk. Do you think that Dawning will bring an exotic quest? I don't think it will bring an exotic quest. Uh, we have an exotic quest coming in the, in January for the last word called first draw or last draw or something like that. And then, um, and then there's the exotic quest or whatever the frick this puzzle thing is for the forges. I think that's for the sniper rifle. And then the, uh... The, the exotic that's in the raid is the grenade launcher. So, maybe it could- I mean, maybe, I don't know, there's that There's that weird exotic, like the Mega Man exotic. It's a fusion rifle that shoots a projectile. I don't know. That, we don't know where that is. I mean, that could be in the box, and then the, the quest with the dawning could be the sniper. I'm not actually sure how they've decided to pace it all. Um... So, but an exotic quest coming with the dawning. I don't think so. I think the, I think the weapon quest for the dawning is for, uh, there's a machine gun that you can get. Um, I just got a world drop cloak, um, that is higher than my current cloak. That's a world drop. I'm, i that's how far behind my cloak is. That cloak just dropped in the world at 29. Like that's crazy. And I'm going to delete this cause I want the resilience mod out of it. It's such an ugly cloak. It's such an ugly cloak. It doesn't take shaders. I liked it initially because of the shader I was using. It just automatically matched on its own. But then the more I used it, uh, the more I didn't like it. So this is pretty good synergy here. The fusion rifle ammo along with the targeting as well as fusion rifle super kills. Like this is a really good helmet if you want to go fusion rifle crazy. Uh, doesn't really fit my play style. So we'll take the masterwork core from it. And then we have to go talk to Ada. But we don't get to just stay here. Now, I'm leaving the forge. We could just start the forge and go. But I have to leave the forge for her to tell me to come back to the forge. So, uh, Capitals fan. Happy dawning, Lono. What are you most looking forward to in the dawning event? May your engrams be merry and bright. And may all your drops be high. Hilarious. Uh, I really like the machine gun. I heard that it is a solar. That's going to be exciting. So, you're going to have the machine gun from... Uh, the Hammerhead, which is void, the Thunderlord, which is arc, and the new one, which is solar. Um, I really like having the three different elements present in the fight before the final boss fight, the one where you have to uh, use the tanks on that center thing and like shoot it. Um, I love the the shanks and their and there's shields in that fight. It makes it really, really fun. I run a bow and the Thunderlord and then a solar grenade so my solar grenade is for the solar shanks I use the void bow and then I have the thunder lord I love that it's so so fun there's something cool about just blowing all of them up and they are a threat especially if you're under level they can be pesky they can go down and give the guys underneath a a headache so being efficient with those is really really fun and satisfying Uh, 13 months from half plug thank you so much dude lucky 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 number 13 thank you so much man welcome back um next question miniature viking what are your thoughts on getting two forges in the first week but having to wait until the third week for the dlc for the next forge I mean, I think they just want people to focus on the Raid and the Dawning, because look, if you didn't run the Raid over the weekend, today is kind of the Raid launch for a lot of people. Maybe they tried it, maybe it didn't get strong enough, maybe they only got a couple of drops, and today Reset hits, resets all the encounters, you can jump into the Raid again. So this week is mainly for the Raid and the Dawning, and then they can put the Forge next week. I know they launched the Raid on Friday, generally they do that for the streamers and the career players that can play at a breakneck speed and play for 16 hours a day. Um and and how you know and just and, and level up at a at a degree that nobody else is really leveling up at. So th- this week is kind of for everybody else with respect to the raid and then the dawning. Tony Joa Tony Joa says, what do you think about this idea? The bounties for the augmented weapons should be for specific weapons, rotate one or two items per week, have a small aesthetic change and should offer four perks, not a variant of the third. That would give an extra loot. Um, everything here sounds great, like the fact that she just drops a random piece of gear, you don't know what you're getting, there's literally no way to know that it's even an augmented weapon, so if you're not paying attention, you're like, she just gave me a shotgun that I already had, and it's got random rolls on it, oh, there's one extra perk in slot two, which isn't an extra perk, it's just an extra perk option, um, exact them with 12 months thank you so much that is a red badge for an entire year thank you so much I think that your idea is good I like it being like here's one of the guns you can go for this week and they could have combed through and been like maybe make the half dan one of the guns it's such a good gunsmith gun and then the augmented role as you say looks different and I would love to see them say here's an extra mod slot so you can then have a slot for these new perks like I, I've got this dragonfly spec. Well if I could get a hand cannon from the f- from her that's augmented and I could put targeting adjuster and dragonfly spec on a dragonfly hand cannon or or I put I put targeting adjuster and I don't know the radar one, it would have to be an old one and a new one. you couldn't stack two of the old ones. That could have been something they could have done cool too to again, Uh, really, really make it stand out, I don't really why is this guy here right away, that is weird that he is here right away Um, did did we actually activate the forge, oh we got match made into an in progress forge, I was like what is going on, what's going on okay Uh, next question from Tomster with the new forge hand cannon being shown by Bungie being a kinetic but in the collection showing as an element do you think this could be the sort of elemental primaries no it's a mistake, I think they just made a mistake If it's a kinetic with with, with, with an element on it, then I'm freaking very excited, but I don't think it is, because the raid Shotgun doesn't have an element on it, and this is basically in the same loot pool as the raid Shotgun, so I don't know why they would just randomly give you a Void Primary, that would be really weird, Um, or maybe it's an indication that they're going to start moving stuff, and they're going to use Ada and the Forge to justify it, like you know, hey, Ada's done some research and she really feels like these weapons should be moved up and that these weapons should be enhanced with elements and they return to the primary, secondary, and heavy system, which then gives you the ability to have all those elemental primaries and energy primaries slide up and give you that feeling of freedom in your loadout because right now there are just tons of energy primaries that I feel like just get ignored because... There's only like a couple of kinetic weapons worth using alongside of an energy primary. I'm using one of them right now, the parcel of Stardust or, you know, one of the, like a perfect paradox. 21 months from zombie kill. Love to listen to you while I work. Keep up the good work for the destiny community. Thank you very much. Uh, next question. Poning dude 13. Do you think Bungie should look at the leveling experience to help solo players below 600 power? They're already making moves to assist you, to assist you. If you're underneath 600, that's already happening. So I'm just suggesting more they could do and more thoughtfulness they could give to getting people to the old cap and then getting people to the new cap both with intentionality and just streamlining the old cap. Like, I just think the old cap needs streamlined uh, needs streamlined, and then the new cap needs intentionality added to it. I don't need to put in five hours and be at cap. I'm not asking for that, but like You should have some intentionality over your grind so you can say, okay, you know, I, I feel like I have, you know, something that I can do this week. And then at the end of the week, I have accomplished my aims. Um, that's not really what's happening right now. People that level up slower or faster than the other feel like they don't really contribute much to it. There is the RNG element. I mean, the difference between somebody who's 645 and 635 could literally be good and bad RNG. It has nothing to do with skill or game intelligence or anything. Um, so, next uh, question. Juicebox. This is a long one. Juice, man, you're always so so verbose. <laughs> In the vid doc, you can see Bungie execs bragging that they were only 577 like it's a badge of honor. Uh, When your staff can't even figure out how to level, there is a problem. I don't understand why Bungie insists on doubling down on a horrid system. Um, Would you prefer a WoW-type leveling system, specific loot uh, from specific places... Or keep random drops that are better prioritized towards better gear I mean you're you're kind of mixing categories here I specific loot from specific places exists in destiny nightfall specific loot loot from the forge and loot from the raid and loot from gambit and loot from crucible like there is specific loot in specific places though the power grind should have intentionality only because there's power there's there's content gated behind it and that's the problem is that if you want to go do the new content, you have got to level up, and you kind of can't level up at the at, at your own at your own pace. Well, I'd like to play the new content next week. Well, leveling might give you the finger. So, and that's not Bungie saying this is when we want you to play. It's literally you, the, the the drops in the game dictating what you can do. Um, so now, as far as saying that the people that work for Bungie don't even know how to level I I think you're being really really presumptive they know how to level they designed the game I think sometimes when they highlight the fact that they're not at max level yet they're doing a few things they're they're showing empathy and they're sympathizing and showing commonality with the common player Look, you know, we have jobs. We work at Bungie. We play. We play when we can, and we're not at max level yet. And I think what they're trying to say is this content gives you longevity because you know we're not even at the max level yet. Like th- th- we've got plenty to do. This goes back to like Clintus's example of the tortoise and the hare. The casual player, being the tortoise, can be like, well, I, you know, I always have stuff to do, and I always have this stuff to look forward to, and that's a good thing. Um, I. That's generally what I think they mean when they say that. I don't think they're communicating. Oh, we're too stupid to levels. So yeah, we're still underneath the cap. Like, I. I don't think that's what they're communicating. I think they're communicating that like we have this in common with you as well, and we're looking forward to playing the new content. We're looking forward to going in there and trying to grind it out and level up. I actually think you bringing this up is very important. I think you want bungee employees to be below the level cap so they play over the weekend and they get stuck and they're like, Oh, this isn't good. If I wanna run the Forge, I can't. I gotta wait another week, I gotta do another round of milestones and cross my dad gum fingers. And then they go back to work and they're like, hey man, the posts on Reddit and Twitter and Lona was ranting like a madman about this, they might actually be right. Like this isn't this isn't a good look right now. You know, you kinda want them to be a common player. You don't want the people at the company to be the hardcore player. The hardcore guys have enough of their ear as it is. You know? So In WoW you can farm specifically for items. Imagine the knocker strike drops a go figure, a titan mark, a warlock helm, and a bunch of blues. If you need a warlock helm, you farm that specific space. So what you're saying is is take the entire loot pool and assign it a destination. No. I don't think that would fit with destiny. I think being surprised by a drop is important. I think people get frustrated because they set their sights on like a Duke or other types of guns like you're saying the go figure and this frustrated people with the the Uriel's gift. There was no intentional grind for a Uriel's gift. It was just, hopefully you get one from the gunsmith, right? Well, I can resonate with people being frustrated by that. So maybe... I uh, maybe there could be propensities for those guns to drop there but I don't know I, I think it's kind of like when people t- ask me Lona, what do you think about exotics that are just questline shouldn't they all just drop from the world and I typically say I think there's room for both and I think there's room for world drops and I think there's room for drops that drop in a specific location And yes, if you're really, really wanting a God, roll, go figure, this grates against your, your intentionality, which typically I'm picking up the banner for you and saying, give the player intentionality, give the player the ability to go for what they want. But I, I don't know if you want to do that to such an absurd level that you just, you go play every piece of the content has a piece of gear assigned to it. I think it would start to get absurd because like every, every, every piece of gear, I mean, that's a lot of gear. I mean, eventually, you'd, you'd, you'd probably run out of content to shove it in, which means you'd start to have a double dip, which means does every piece drop every time? Or like you're saying, it's a helmet, it's a go figure, and it's this. And then if you want the go figure, you grind it, you might get a helmet instead. I mean, maybe that's what you're saying. Um, I don't necessarily know if I have a problem with that. I just worry the identity of the game could get gutted if you put... <coughs> <coughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Too much of one side is a bad thing, right? If there's way too much RNG, players feel like they have zero control over what's going on, which is why the leveling right now is so frustrating, right? Too much intentionality takes away those moments of elation and celebration. You're like, oh, I finally got the gun I wanted. I finally got an exotic I finally got this I finally got that I think you can really gut those moments of surprise and those moments as I call them those moments of elation of like yes like when I finally got my parcel of stardust that celebration of that parcel is only as high as the disappointment was to not getting it does that make sense It's like you create this chasm of frustration. You're not making the player feel like I'm never gonna get the gun, but like you know, you know you're getting frustrated. Like I need the gun, I want the gun, I want this gun. And then the inverse happens when you get it. The capacity for frustration is usually equal to the capacity for fun and celebration. Now this is why the leveling shouldn't be RNG. Cause you shouldn't be like, ugh, finally, I got a piece of gear that let me level up. That feels weird to me in a loot-based game. You should be celebrating getting loot, not being like, finally, you frick game, after 20 guns, you decide to give me a piece of armor, dadgummit. Like, that, I don't think that's the same elation. That's exhaustion. That's like, oh yeah, bleh. And then you feel like, it's about dadgum time, you know? And that's not a feeling of like, reward you know that doesn't that doesn't make you feel like you got rewarded for your time it's almost like it was owed to you. It's about dead gum time you gave me a cloak. But with the gun it's like yes sweet and you celebrate and you yell and you scream. That's why I keep telling people man you gotta separate these categories. There's level grind and there's loot grind. I'm gonna argue all day that loot grind should be rare and the game should screw you and be like, "Uh uh-uh, no 1k voices for you, Uh uh-uh, no god roll this for you, like, the game should 100% screw you over and not give you what you're looking for. But it shouldn't do that with level grind. It should not do that with level grind. Because if you get screwed out of getting the 1k voices, you can keep playing the raid and other endgame content. If you get screwed out of the drops you need to level, that's keeping you from playing content. And that's the giant chasm of difference between screwing a player on a god roll or a 1k and screwing the player on getting into the next delta. It's like, my gosh. Like, I can't get a thing to drop, you know? So that's, that, that categorical difference is so important because I think a lot of people get in, get in my news feed, my Twitter feed, and my comments, and they basically interact with what I'm saying as if I'm arguing for the casualification of the loot drops, and I'm not. Apollo Express. This isn't a question, but if your cloak is that low, just pull higher from your collections. Lol. Um, well, we can all have a wry chuckle and a laugh at you because we've already checked that. Cloaks are coming out of here at 625, okay? So, you smug know-it-all. <laughs> I had a 628. It's not higher from the collections. Know what you're talking about. I'm just kidding. Uh, Brody, could it uh, okay to make leveling by giving a slight boost to any loot that drops not a huge but a prime or two higher? Right, that's what I was driving at, Brody. Like, if when they introduce a new level cap, when they introduce a new level cap, they should make the old level cap basically be achievable by playing anything. So if you're doing pub events or strikes or whatever, you should just be getting little little bumps here and there. Little bumps here and there. You thought it would be 15 below? No. Collections is always 20 below your level. So I appreciated your, um, your attempts to get cheeky with me, but we had already thought about that. Oh, I didn't even realize the boss was here. I'm just freaking running around killing ads. Um... Yeah, I think getting to 600 should be as easy as just playing the content. Now, obviously, a nightfall should drop you bigger, bigger jumps than like a pub event. But um, you should just be able to play the game and level up. So if you play 10 hours in that week, you should be able to be like, sweet, I leveled up. Now, the reason this is good for everybody is because anybody below 600 suddenly gets a value add. Well, I didn't buy the annual pass, but man, this is kind of cool to be getting drops like this and getting bumps in my power level. That feels good. People like to see that number go up. That's a value add for them. And then, and then it might convince them, yeah, this isn't too bad. Yeah. I hit 600. Oh, you're doing what? Oh, you're doing the forges. Oh, you're doing the raid. Yeah. I I mean, I didn't buy the annual pass, but let me just keep playing, right? And then if you upgrade intentionality, they might start seeing milestones and thinking, oh, I got a couple guns to drop, and my guns are at 610, but all my armor's really low. Maybe I'll go do these milestones and get some armor bumps. And then all of a sudden, they're in the 615s, and they're like, I'm getting kind of bored. Maybe I should get the new content. Maybe I should buy the annual pass. I'm leveling up. It's not that hard to level up. But Maybe I'll buy the annual pass because that forge they said it's kind of tough, but I'm powerful now and that machine gun that my friend has is awesome. I want to get that machine gun. Don't you see how winsome leveling could be if it wasn't so terrible? Let's go for the machine gun now that we're talking about it. I, it, it, I just think you can you, you gain so much you gain so much by streamlining the entire process of leveling and getting people into the content withholding dope gear is fine withholding power level is not next question saving annihilator do you feel as the average player is also being hampered by the infusion process when leveling like how you're forced to use a gun you don't like armor that doesn't benefit you because uh you don't have enough enhancement cores this is this is a this is a banjo and a horse a dead horse that i beat on a regular basis You don't need any more proof than this statement that the including enhancement cores is dumb because people still level at the same pace. You are not slowing people down by forcing people to use enhancement cores and making the economic pain of infusion painful. You are not slowing people down. You are frustrating their volition, which is stupid. It's stupid, like if you want people to play a game that's loot based and then you make it difficult for them to use the loot that they have, that is stupid. There's no other word for it. It's a loot based game and hardcore players argue that infusion should be painful and it's not painful for them. All you're doing is frustrating the volition volition and the choices and the desires of the player base that got something cool and they're like, well, I can't use it. Well, you don't have to infuse it. Well, if I want to raise my power level to do the forge, yes, I do. If I want to raise my power level to do the raid, what, am I going to go in the raid with a crappy sidearm and this, this junk rocket launcher that dropped? What? No! That, it makes zero sense. Enhancement cores were originally called masterwork cores because masterwork cores were designed for the mastery of an item. It was seen to be the capstone of the item that you decided was the best. I got a god roll, I got the armor that I want, now I'm going to master it, I'm going to take it all the way up, it's a capstone, so Masterwork cores dropped at an interval and at a pace that was in line with an endgame mastery of an item, and people said, well no, let's let's meld the two economies, so your player volition and your choice gets, gets hamstrung and you can't choose to use the things you want to do because I play 10 hours a day and it doesn't hurt me, like, I'm not arguing for casualification. That The capstone of mastery is still there in the distance for a hardcore player. There was no reason to frustrate player volition. You're not netting anything other than stroking the ego of people who had the idea. You're not gaining and netting anything for the player. There are no players that are like, thank you so much for making it hard for me to use the loot that I want to. That really extended the content for me. <laughs> no, it doesn't extend the content. You frustrate their 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 play session on the weekend or, the, you know, whenever they get on during the week. You're just frustrating their play session. Like... Plenty of people went to the summit and expressed that sentimentality. If they wanted to make infusion painful, that's fine. You could have made it painful. Most people aren't sitting around with thousands of legendary shards and max glimmer every single day. So just requiring planetary materials and uh, glimmer and legendary shards, that that's painful enough. If you start just haphazardly infusing everything, you're quickly going to run out of glimmer. That happened to me in the raid. It happened to me in the raid. I ran out of Glimmer. So I think they could have accomplished it. They didn't have to, they didn't have to swing for the fences. You're combining two economies that have two intentionalities. One economy was set up, Masterwork Cores, was set up for the mastery of an item, and you're combining it with an economic structure for player volition and choice, and it makes no sense. It just makes no sense. I don't care whose idea it was I'm not taking shots at anybody plenty of people went plenty of people went to the summit and not even the summit people got on the forums people got on Reddit and Twitter and really wanted infusion and other things in the game to be painful to draw out the content and the point I always am going to come back to is you're not slowing down the player they're leveling at the exact same interval you're just making them use a sidearm that's 610 instead of the The hand cannon. What is volition? Your volition is your will, your desire, your choices. It's what you want to do. Your decisions are being short-circuited because you're like, I don't want to use this 610 sidearm. I want to use this hand cannon, but my hand cannon 600, I got to go farm for enhancement cores just to use the gun I want. It just, it it doesn't make any sense. And again, it doesn't land on a pain point on the hardcore players. Have you ever watched a hardcore player that plays for six or seven hours a day and is raid ready day one? Have you ever watched them struggle to infuse? No. You watch me go to spider every once in a while and get glimmer and that's about it. You've, you've never, you've never watched somebody that argued for it actually have it land on them as a pain point. It just it, it, it's not it's not serving the good of the community. It's not serving the good of the player base. It's serving the desires of people that it's not affecting. That's like people saying, yeah, the leveling's great. It should stay the way that it is. And they're at level cap within the first two weeks. Oh, no, yeah, the raid should launch right away. It's great. Barely anybody can get ready unless they're a streamer or can play 12 to 16 hours a day, right? So there's this small slice of the community that even gets to compete in the raid race. No, yeah, the leveling in the raid launch is great. Why? Because it's 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 good for streamers. It's not good for the community. And I, I, I benefit. I benefit from this grind. I benefit from the raid launch date. I get great metrics the week of the raid. I do. It's, it's, it's good for me but I'm calling a spade a spade. It's not good for the community. It's not good for the game. You can make a hardcore grind end endgame content and make things that are tough for people to get. You can do that without making it hard for people just to use the freaking gun that they want. Like, as a hardcore player, I'm never like, thank you so much for, for hitting me in the knees with an economic pain point, and I can't use this gun that I want. Thank you so much. No, I'm like, no, give me a grind for, con- for loot. It's a looter shooter. Uh, FWC Guardian, so far Black Armory has only added PvE content and is ignoring the PvP side of the game. This season of the Drifter is looking like it'll be mainly PvP focused. Do you do you like for DLCs to focus on one side of the game? Um... Well, to be fair, to be fair, the season put a pinnacle weapon in every slice. There, you know, there's the mountaintop, and that's free, by the way. That's free. The mountaintop and the and the loaded question and the breakneck are free for everybody. And then the annual pass, yes, does focus purely on and mainly on PVE, um, but. I, yeah, I don't know. I actually didn't think about that until now. I, you know, that it is a very, very heavy focus on PvE. I think my answer is it's really hard to drip feed content for PvE, for PvP. How do you drip feed content for PvP? I mean, there's Iron Banner, and then you could launch new maps, but what are they going to do, launch a new mode? How do, you, how do you drip feed content to PvP? Like, you could drop guns, I guess. I, I don't know. I'm honestly surprised Lono didn't like the Master uh, Monster Hunter more. Uh, the systems are dressed up differently, but it plays more the same. I didn't like it because of the content loop. I thought fighting the I thought fighting the monsters was was wasn't fun. You have to enjoy the content loop, and I love a shooter. I could play Destiny all day. It's just relaxing, right? The content loop in Monster Hunter World frustrated me. I didn't like hunting the mons. If you don't like hunting mons, you ain't gonna be able to play a game called Monster Hunter. <laughs> I loved that game. I told people to check it out. I recommended a game that I put down. I was like, I put it down and I, and I could, I, I could, I could highly recommend it to people. I was like, if you want to grind, if you want levels of like upgrading your gear and like really cool graphics and that personalization and your armor looks this way. Cause you went and you hot, you got bone armor and you leveled it up and your playstyle is different than my playstyle, And you can play the game in a completely different play style later. If you want by just switching your weapons, like there's a lot there. And I said, people should check it out, but it did. I didn't like it. I fought like six six Mons in a row, and I was like, "This is boring," and and then I watched really good players play that night on Twitch, and their armor looked cooler than mine, and their guns and their and their armor and their weapons looked cooler than mine, and they were basically doing the exact same thing that I was doing. It just took a little bit longer, and I was like, people are like, "No, no, no, it gets better, Lono, it gets better." I'm like, I watched some of the best of the best with some of the dopest gear that I've ever seen in a video game, you know, they look like they ripped apart a T-Rex and, like, made weapons and armor out of it. I mean, they looked amazing, but I was like, they're doing the same thing I was doing that I didn't find all that appealing, um, and that, that just led me to put it down. So, I, I'm hoping other games like that can come out. Like, I've been predicting that, that Anthem won't be very good. I've been predicting that, like, Anthem won't be very good. Uh, but... I have to defeat powerful enemies with powerful weapons. I'm dumb. I just ran that entire thing. Okay. I misread it. I thought I just had to kill powerful enemies. Uh, I want Anthem to do well. I want Division 2 to do well. I want Borderlands 3 to finally get freaking announced. Like, I want games where we can chase loot. I think those are great games for a community like the one we have here. I think they make for great stream games. They make for great content, great conversation. Because you can just kind of get in that loop of content and just go, right? Um, but if I don't like the game, I don't like the game. Like I just, it just didn't hook me. I was going to try, I'm going to try Warframe again today and just take a shot at it and just see, but everybody who was praising it and saying it was amazing. As soon as the sponsored streams and the con- and, and the, and the drops for the viewers went away, all the streamers stopped streaming it. And I'm like, man, that's really telling. Like they're, they're only in there cause they get crazy viewer inflation from drops And then they're they're doing sponsored streams. I'm doing a sponsored thing today from the bounty board. It's like, well, if I'm gonna try it out, I might as well wait until it's on the bounty board for Twitch, like, and then I'll go back in and check it out. But like, the directory just doesn't get off the ground unless there's money behind it. And that's not necessarily Warframe's fault. I just think some games struggle to be viewable. You know what I mean? They gotta be viewable. I think Borderlands is gonna do amazing on Twitch because it looks cool and the guns look neat and it, it has enough in common with Destiny that it'll get a really, really good crossover of viewership. You're chasing loot, and it's a shooter, and it's an RPG, and there's different ways to play all the classes, typically. Um, so, I think that game's going to do very well. Anthem could do very well, also, just because it looks clean. But, I don't know, man, for whatever reason, third-person games just, they just struggle on Twitch. I don't know why. There are plenty of games, too, that should do well on Twitch and for whatever the frick reason, don't. Elder Scrolls Online should be amazing. During the directory's birth, it it got pretty mistreated by a bunch of frauds and and horrible people. Maybe that's why that game never really got off the ground. But there are games that sometimes just don't get off the ground on Twitch for whatever reason. It's always weird to me uh, when games that should do well just seem to struggle for all intents and purposes. Warframe is a beautiful game and it's a grind. You would think that game would be, uh, would be raking in the relevancy of Twitch viewership, but it just, for whatever reason, can't, uh, get off. I'm supposed to be using the powerful weapon on the yellow bars, not you, but you. Now, if I shoot them and let somebody else get the kill, does that count? I wonder, I'm just going to pepper a few of them and not get the kill. Well, I got the kill there. I think kill that guy. I might as well take it. If nobody's going to take it. Um, I got three. So I think just getting the assist does work. It's hard to get power ammo in here sometimes, though. Shinyacrom55, <clears throat> where is your best place to farm prime engrams? Okay, well, if you don't lose your prime attunement, then this is not a bad place uh, because you're you're getting a constant flow of these dudes. Uh, now, do those two count, I wonder, because I got shots? No, it looks like you've got to be shooting them pretty close to when they die. Uh <clears throat> there might be I might just go that's why I've been doing the auto rifle because I would just need to go to the Leviathan to do this quicker that's why I was doing the auto rifle I could do the auto rifle in here and get a chance at the drops that happen like this is a little bit slower so there's not really a prime engram farm anymore just go where there's just go where there's lots of enemies when you have a prime and just play Next question for T-Funk. Do you think the final 5 to 10 lights should be locked in the endgame so everyone can get to the same level before the raid and have that, oh, wow, to get more people to the raid to get higher? Yeah, I mean, some type of a soft cap to keep people from going into the raid over leveled would be fantastic. Uh, you know, I was obviously, once again, not happy about the fact that <clears throat> excuse me, people went into the raid higher level and significantly higher level than other teams based purely off of you know, exploits and RNG. So yeah, I don't know though if you, I think you're over swinging. I don't want to be like, the only way you're getting the level cap is by running end game. I think everybody should be able to get to, to level cap, but maybe don't have that, those last 10 levels unlock until the raid has been beaten. You know how like they unlock the thing in the Dreaming City and then they unlocked the forge like once the raid was beaten you could do something like that and that would give people the opportunity to feel like okay it's a fair fight in the race we're all basically at the same level and since we're all basically at the same level it's more about the gear that we have and the choices that we make and the and the the solving of the puzzles and so then it's more of a level playing field and while you're in there new stuff's dropping right you could even do it like the, the, the cap comes off the day of the raid. <clears throat> so as soon as the raid goes live, you can start getting bigger jumps. So you're getting bigger jumps while you're in the raid. So when you're in the raid, you can be leveling up a little bit for the end game, you know, the end encounter. But you're still uh, somewhat lower than it. So that way it's a, it's that it's you, I don't like Delta scaling that much. I don't want to Delta scale the crap out of people so that they go into the raid and it's only hard cause they're weak. I don't like that. I didn't like that in last wish, but there's a, there's a, there's an in between. I feel like there's a good in between. Uh, Nack did, Nak the Turin says, is the black armory full, fully out or will it still be, or is there still content being added? Well, no, there's the Niobe labs on, I forget when, and then a week from today on the, on the 18th is another forge. So no, it's not all the way out. Um, <clears throat> black armory is not all the way out. And then there's the exotic quest in January for the last word. I think the exotic quest for the last word is is part of the annual pass. I think. I don't think you get that unless you buy the annual pass. I don't think that's part of the seasons. It could be wrong. I can't remember where they placed that. Zentang, Lono, do you think we should get a 1k quest after you open the, at the end chest of the last wish 10 times because I have 14 completions? No. I said before, that's where I'm okay with the game completely screwing you. I'm okay with the game screwing you and saying, nah, man, nah, you're not getting that for a while. You got to keep coming back in here. Now, I do think, I do think if you're going to do raid exotics, okay, if you're going to do raid exotics, a raid exotic drop rate should go up when a new raid comes out. So if you make it all the way to Penumbra next summer and you still haven't gotten that freaking grenade launcher, well, then, you know, the grenade launcher drop rate could go up. It could afford to go up. Um, I'd be okay with that. So right now, the 1k drop rate should be going up because we're three months away from that raid dropping and you're just sort of naturally, you're just sort of naturally undercutting the, the relevancy of, of last wish just with time. And, and, you know, somebody says 14, that's it. I still haven't gotten it at 30. Well, hang on a minute, because the raid's only been out for, th- what, three months? So that's 12 weeks. If you run it three times every time, 36. So you're saying, hunt that you've run it almost the maximum amount of times that you can run it with three characters? There's still, I mean, 14 times is basically one time every week since it came out. I mean, that, that, that obviously, if he has three characters, he increases his chances, but if he has one character and he's run the raid every single week since it's come out, that's, that's right around 14, like 12 to 14. Like, that's a lot of runs. I'm not saying he should automatically get it because he hit that many. What I'm saying is he's really far from the launch of the Last Wish raid. It might be time to increase the drop rate purely because the relevancy of the raid goes down when a new raid comes out. That would be that would be my reasoning is that well the new raid is out so that old raid just doesn't matter as much anymore and that would be a good way of extending relevancy. Do you remember when they put the catalyst in the old uh, in the old raids in D uh, D2 vanilla they put the catalysts in there Well when they did that suddenly those old raids had relevancy because you kind of breathe new life into them if all of a sudden everybody heard that the last wish drop rate went up because of the new raid coming out, you, you extend, you extend the relevancy of last wish beyond like three months. Cause I think a lot of people are just going to freaking give up. They're like, well, screw it now because it's the one K maybe not, but still, I, I, I just think eventually relevancy goes down and people get annoyed. Uh, and you, you start to lose people. The whole point of it being rare is works only if, eventually, you know, people have it. And I know people will be like, well, what about the Galahorn?" You know, people, there were so many people that didn't get the Galahorn, you know, and that was a good thing, right? Was it? I, I don't know. I don't know if it was a good thing. I, I, I don't know if it was a good thing to have people literally going all that time without a Galahorn, especially because there were people that, um, you know, barely played and got the galley I don't know if you want people feeling that way like I always feel like the drop rate of exotics go up once you have them Nova hands. hey Lono do you think the reason Bungie makes powerful engrams require multiple activities is because they want to keep all activities evenly and properly populated sure but that's not a good way to treat your community like we're not here to pad your numbers make good content and I'll play it like I'm not here to pad your dadgum numbers that's not why I play destiny don't funnel me through content I have no interest in because you want to be able to say you know we will look at look at the engagement numbers we get on, on our content that I'm, I'm that's not why I play your game that's not why anybody plays destiny so um, if that's their reasoning then I strongly disagree with that reasoning I should not be playing Gambit and Crucible because I'm like, well, it's the only reason, it's the only way to level up. I should be playing Gambit and Crucible because I enjoy them. That's why you play. You don't play because, well, I ha- I kind of have to. Like, that's not the, that's not the emotional state you want people to be in when they're playing your content. That almost makes me like it less. It's like, well, I have to come in here. It's the only way I'm going to get these powerful drops. And then I don't get the powerful drop I need. And it makes me hate Crucible just a little bit more than I did before. Rasta 1974. What do you think about the choice to decrypt Prime Engrams uh, to armor or weapons? I'm okay with Prime Engrams being random and milestones intentional. I'm okay with that. Ingram's um, not being intentional... Just kind of goes part and parcel to the game. Like an engram should feel that way. Right? Like you're 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 gambling on what it's gonna turn into. That kind of that kind of is part of Destiny's identity. Uh and I wouldn't want to lose part of that identity. We again you don't want to swing too hard. Too much RNG or too much intentionality leads to the dilution of the game's identity right now i just feel like rng is too present in the game so RNG's not functioning as a value point rng functions as a value point in games like these because it's an organic and a natural extender of engagement you don't get the thing you want so you keep playing right it's organic it's natural they're not just telling you nope like with candy crush nope you only get so many moves today uh lono so you can't play anymore right so it's not like that it's organic. It's like well you didn't get the gun you want, you didn't get the role you want. Like that's a natural extender of engagement. RNG is a natural value point that lots of games use, but because it's attached to leveling, I think it's short-circuiting as a value point. It's just becoming a sour a sour point for the community. Like then it's it's like every every inch of the game has that randomness to it, and now it's no longer something that's celebrated. It's like, well, I I can't level up because of RNG and I can't get the gun because I want because of RNG. Uh, you know I didn't get a date to the prom because of RNG. Like every 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 piece of the game is just like poking you in the eye, you know. And you want RNG to to, to feel present and valuable, uh, not frustrating uh, and annoying. Would be would be my input on how RNG can be present in games as a value point. Bamford, what do you think Bungie? Uh, what do you think is keeping Bungie from totally changing the leveling system? Lack of good alternatives, game engine, fear of making it worse. Um, it's hard to make adjustments in this game. It, it's They're not incompetent. They they know what they're doing, and I just think they can only do so much. It, the, that, I don't know if that's the engine. I know the Tiger engine's been around for a long time. Maybe it's not all that agile. I know there's a lot of internal leaks and things that have happened over the years that have indicated that... It's not agile, it's difficult to make content in the engine, it's difficult to make adjustments in the engine, uh, and you can see that by the infrequency of their updates uh, up to this point. Um, it's just never really been a game that they've they've dumped lots of updates on, and I know they're trying to move towards that. They want to move to a place where there are more updates happening more frequently, uh, but that even that i mean it's it it still feels like changing the leveling system is like the backbone of the game i mean if we're honest it's it's a significant change i don't want to make it look like bungie's just sitting on their hands like well we could make the leveling system better but you know it's pizza day so we're going to go to the break room and have some pizza and watch jeopardy like that's not the impression i want to give the community i don't think bungie's resting back kicking back and not working i mean if anything it's clear they're they're doing a lot actually to deliver a lot of stuff to us. Um, It seems when you complete a frame, you have a higher chance of the regular purple drops to drop. When I'm not doing a frame, they're not dropping uh, as often. That's interesting. Uh, I don't don't think they could just be like, hey, yeah, here's a new leveling system. Sorry about that. We were busy doing nothing. I, I think that the leveling system would be very difficult to completely retool I don't think it would be that hard since they've already proven they can have a milestone give armor. They did that with Ada. Just go through and adjust every milestone next week or month and say, they all tell you what you're getting ahead of time now. Grind accordingly, Guardian. Oh, and we made everything drop up to 600. The biggest jump you can get on an item is... A 5 or a 6, you tend to get bigger jumps from harder content. Everything drops items to get you to 600. Once you get to 600, you're going to want to navigate milestones. Boom. Go. Guardians, go. I don't think that would be that difficult to do. But again, I don't work there. Uh, Beta. Do you think some kind of bad luck protection will work for leveling? Like you can't get items in the same slots. We've gotten this question a bunch. Yeah, that's basically something I already touched on. Protection against getting the item that you don't need and preferring the item that you do need. But still having it happen periodically, I think, is good. I think you do want to have people, um... I think it's good to... Again, I think it's good to get screwed sometimes. Uh Giggity! I think it's good to not get the stuff that you want sometimes. Um, best non-raid hand cannon? The best non-raid hand cannon, I think, is the Warden's Law. Uh, Better Devils is nice, but the Warden's Law is a menace man i mean i'll slap that bad boy on it it, uh it hits hard and you can get it to run with i mean as i just shot that guy out i've got this thing with rampage and feeding frenzy and i mean you can see already not using an auto rifle i'm having a much easier time managing the ads uh, especially if you're patient with your shots with it and you force the issue with headshots. This thing's got a great TTK, handles nice, looks nice. Feeding Frenzy on a hand cannon, especially a 110, is is pretty magnificent. Uh, it's basically always active. You don't have to land headshots to have the, the quicker reload. Uh, the reload speed on Feeding Frenzy is tantamount, I think, to Outlaw. And so paired with Rampage, I pretty much always have some type of reload buff or damage buff active on the warden's law and a 110 constantly getting a reload buff and a damage buff is very very freaking nice duke is beast a duke can't get feeding frenzy so i'm always going to kind of come back to feeding frenzy being active all the time on a 110 just puts it far and away above a duke with without law and i know a lot of people like trust trust is pretty good uh, but if you're wanting to use a kinetic, I think the warden's law is disgusting. I actually want one with range masterwork and accurized rounds to go with feeding frenzy and rampage just because you'd get a little bit extra damage, uh, at range. I, want, I, you know, I, I probably should have put rampage extender on this, um, but I want to p- probably put rampage extender on the, uh, the breakneck first. You could kind of see there, you could see just a little bit just a little bit, the range drop off if I had accurized rounds and a range masterwork, it would have been hitting really 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 nice on those guys that had just spawned, so uh, rated uh, Rakanice says do you think Bungie will bring Curse of Osiris weapons to year 2 with random rolls? at this point, I don't know why they haven't said every annual pass delivery is going to bring us like, this planet's weapons forward, or this DLC's stuff forward i mean right now if i was bungie this is what i would be doing for 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 the uh for joker's wild there's two more annual pass deliverables and there's two old dlcs so i would say for joker's wild curse of osiris weapons and all gear is going to be given random rolls treatment and brought forward with respect to the mod system right and then you do Warmind with Penumbra. You bring everything forward and then you, and, and everything, right? Why not vanilla? Where's the old fashioned man? I mean, nobody's really using it, but man, if I could get random rolls on an old-fashioned and slap a mod in there, I mean, I love the old-fashioned. That's one of the reasons I wanted to trust, was because it looked like the old-fashioned. I love the old-fashioned the first time I put my hands on it. It just sounded good. It handled cool. I mean, it's, it's an old six-shooter style in a futuristic, you know, game. I loved it. I love it. That's one of the reasons I like the Warden's Law, is it's got a unique style, and when you actually look at it in the preview, it's just a gigantic gun. I love it. It's just such a good-looking gun. Uh, I never really liked the look of the Amago Loop or the Fatebringer. I thought they looked like freaking Flare Guns. Uh, I was always disappointing to have my favorite hand cannons look like flare guns. Now I liked them more than the palindrome. The palindrome, that guy did a flip. The palindrome looked like a freaking toy. Uh, it looked like a toy. Um, we got a prime, so maybe we can get. Maybe we can finally get a cloak. Yeah, the dire promise was another good one too. Heavy metal mama. Uh, how do you argue with the 10% elitists who say everything is fine uh, with the game when it comes to leveling? I feel if, if things stay the same, Bungie will be seeing a player drop off now. Um, I think people that say it's fine are delusional and out of touch. <laughs> I'm not trying to be insulting, but like if Bungie admits that it's not how it should be, then you're wrong. Like, Sorry. You know what I'm saying? Look, if Bungie if Bungie was doubling down and be like, nope, our player numbers are showing this leveling system's working just fine, the pacing's fine, people seem to be happy and engaging and doing, and doing the content, then I'd shut my mouth and be like, oh, I guess I was wrong. You know, I guess I was wrong. But the fact that they're instantly lowering Forge difficulty and streamlining 600 leveling, it's pretty clear that I'm right. The day one I was saying this, And, you know, I'm wrong per usual. No, not really. No, especially not when Bungie does literally what I said they needed to do. And they're, by the way, they're not done yet. The 600, the getting better prime drop rate to get you to 600 is just the beginning. So if everybody, if they say it's fine how it is, let them say that as the entire system changes beneath their feet, you know. I, you know, I, it is is if the, the entire system changes beneath their feet, then it's just clear that they're wrong. Also, it's really funny to talk about the pain of leveling and the pain of infusion when it doesn't touch you. You know what I mean? I I don't know. That would be like giving my kids really uncomfortable beds and being like, no, that's a good bed. I slept on a bed like that when I was a kid, and or oh, I slept on a bed like that. Well, yeah, Dad, you slept on a bed like this for one night. You're making us sleep on it for every single night. It's not comfortable. Sure, you think it's fine or good for our backs or whatever. It's not comfortable. We don't like it, right? I'm not the one that has to sleep in the bed. They are. So that's part of the problem, too, is people are vying for and arguing for pain points that don't land on them at all. So... And it's changing anyways, so they're wrong. As as, as as objectively wrong as you can be about something that's opinion-laden, they're wrong because Bungie's changing it. So, uh, Grizzlepup183. How would you feel if there was a really hard bounty each week which gave you powerful in your lowest slot? It would help from getting hung up so much. I mean, you could give people a couple of these bounties, so when they start to feel that pain... Or they could say, "Well, my lowest item's not that bad. I'm gonna wait and hold out." Or they could say, "No, my lowest item's really hurting me right now. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this lowest item uh, bounty. You know, I'm gonna do this targeted Ingram bounty, and a targeted Ingram targets your lowest item. Like, I kind of like where your head's at, right? It's a decision that you make. Um, it's a decision that you make. Did we fail? Oh, I wasn't even paying attention. We actually failed. I was just killing ads and talking to y'all. I guess none, neither of them were throwing the balls either. Sorry. Oh, let's go to the tower. Elusive Doc. Uh, do you think that they will adjust the leveling system for Joker's Wild or whatever is next or leave it the way it currently is? Feels bad for players who are below 600. Just touched on this. They're already changing the leveling to speed you up to the old cap. And then I wouldn't be surprised if they give more intentionality in the leveling system in general so that when you're chasing Ingrams you uh when you're chasing the Ingrams, you can be more intentional in, in your bumps and your level ups uh matrix what if strikes crucible gambit weekly milestones rewarded you with a token that you could redeem at the perceptive vendor for a piece of armor of your choice kind of similar to what i've been saying i mean kind of similar to what i've been saying right um uh the the nature the nature of leveling being given intentionality like you're kind of touching on it right if the if the if the drops are assigned each week um if the drops are assigned each week you're doing the same thing you're just reversing the order you're just taking the token and then going and picking something that to me is a little too intentional like i'm gonna go to a vendor and be like give me the main ingredient at max power like number one there's not a lot of great vendor items anyway now maybe you're saying I could go to that loot pool and say give me a piece of IO armor and it spits out a piece of IO armor at level cause you're trying to get like a max set of IO armor or give me a gun from EDZ I want a max level you know old fashioned if they give old fashioned the year 2 treatment which I don't know if they will. Um, I That level of intentionality could get problematic again cause you're just making it too transactional. Rabid Rhino, do you think Bungie will ever remove duplicates from RNG? For example, I got two exotic drops that had the same armor back-to-back. That's not supposed to happen. I don't think the exotic protection duplication is working. Uh, if you get a duplicate arm uh, piece of exotic, it's supposed to be an armor piece because that can roll random. I get exotic guns all the time. Just today, I got a Queen Breakers, and last week, I got a uh, Fighting Lion. Um, I mean, I'm getting duplicate exotic guns all the time. That's supposed to be the most unlikely and improbable drop, and it happens all the freaking time so they need to fix that and i don't know i don't know how soon they will or if they will but i don't think exotic Protection's working but it's supposed to be jesus of the compton all these leveling issues seem to fall in some of the fact that destiny hasn't found its identity identity bungie doesn't know what destiny should be i think they've got a pretty firm grasp on what it should be i just think the journey okay the journey and the loop are different all right there's the loop where you're in the loop and you're running the same content and you're going after stuff. The journey is supposed to be different. It's not supposed to be arduous and slow and, you know, oh man, I'm never going to get what I want. I'm never going to get what I want. So to a certain extent, I like I said, I understand people's frustration because those two things are at odds with each other. I don't think it means that the game doesn't have its identity. I just think the journey to the loop is too similar to the loop. The loop is random, and you don't know what you're going to get. You don't get the gun you want. You don't get the rolls you want, right? That's the content loop. And the journey to the loop is basically the same as the loop. And that's the problem. Leveling should not feel like that. Leveling should be streamlined. Uh... Chrono Ignite. Lono, there's so much vertical progression in Destiny and not enough horizontal progression. If you look at the game as a whole, we're just chasing a number first and then we're chasing loot second. I literally was just talking about this. Infusion is bad for this design because we can get a god roll while leveling and bring it with us, which shortens our grind. I also feel that legendary purple gear has less importance as the game goes forward. If we could stay in green gear and blue longer uh, as we play through the game. Yeah, I said that. I actually have an entire video on... Uh, blues lasting longer blues should 100% last longer and then you're like oh now legendaries are dropping for me I, you're, you're touching on something I've touched on before. There's a whole swath of blue weapons that we basically just delete and use as infusion fodder. Like I'm about to do it right now. Like, why is this gun? Go- why don't I have to wear this longer? It's clearly not as good. It's you know, it's clearly not as high in value. Make me wear blue longer. That would have helped D2 Vanilla significantly because everything was a static roll anyway. So at least legendaries would have been rare. Everybody cross your fingers for a cloak. It'll be a gun. Told you. At least it's a 50. At least it's a 50. I'm just going to infuse Icolos up to 50. That's worth it. Icolos goes with me almost everywhere. So we have 50s. I thought we got a primary 50. No, we have a 49. And we have a 50 here. We're almost 50 across the board here. That's actually not bad because those go back and forth. Those go back and forth. So that'll help a little bit. And now that we're 46, I can do... I can do the next forge and get... Well, no, I, if I do the next forge and get the sniper at 50, it doesn't benefit me. It doesn't benefit me, other than giving me more depth of gear. Uh, reset's happening in two minutes, by the way, guys. Let me check and see where we are in the question and answer system. We might have to break this into two parts. You guys asked a ton of questions. Uh, toke Sessions, I'm a casual player, and I'm tired of paying for content. I won't be able to play until three weeks. Do you think in future releases they will fix this? Yes, I do. They're already making adjustments. Uh, the Ultra Duffmaster, hey, Lono. The way you talk of intentionality with powerful engrams reminds me of how rest, uh, how reputation level in D1 was handled, where you could choose weapon, armor, or vanity item. Do you think that every powerful reward should give you a chance, or still prefer it being powerful armor or powerful weapon? See, I know Bungie wants us playing different parts of their game, which is why I think my solution is a happy middle ground. You could be like, "Well, I need armor. I'm not a big fan of Gambit. I'm not a big fan of Crucible. But this week, the armor drops are in Gambit and Crucible. I'll go play." At least you know at the end of that, you're not a big fan of Gambit or Crucible, at least you know at the tail end of it, you're getting what you want. What you're saying is, just earn the powerful engrams and then just go change them when you turn them in. I think mine's a happy medium that makes people kind of land in the pockets of the game that Bungie wants us to land in. Uh, KHRP uh do you think the next forge release will have different mechanics if not how do you think the community will respond hey it's snowing in the tower it just happened the dawning is here cool reset literally just happened i might have to go to orbit because i'm not seeing a quest or a destination um i got a daily that popped up yeah we got a heroic here Maybe if I re-instance, it'll trigger it. Wait, what's this? Oh, no, Ava Levante's over there. Let's go see her while we're taking question and answer. We might be able to intermix the dawning with question and answer. Uh, We'll see if I can do this. Um, As far as there not being different mechanics in the next forge, I'm not super concerned about that because it's mainly meant to be a pretty simple quick grind for weapons. It's not supposed to be super, like... I don't know. Different. Wait, she's up. She's up in. She's up above. Or is there a set of stairs? Or is she over here in the corner? Okay, dokie. There must be an open door in that in that in that area with the stairs. <clears throat> Tomster. Uh, on the new forge weapons, there is a reference slot. Do we know what that is for? I think there's going to be ornaments, isn't there? There's a patch you need to go apply. Do I need to change characters or do I need to like close the game? I probably need to close the game. We'll do that while we're sitting here doing the questions. Uh, I thought the radiant slot was just because they were going to be giving you uh, ornaments, like it's because it even says you know change it to its original uh, appearance. Um, my Blizzard app looks like it's completely locked, so maybe it's trying to find. Yeah, the Blizzard app, there it goes. Uh, let's check for updates. No, there's no update. Must Maybe it's in-game? Sometimes there's an update. It downloads a little hotfix. Um, let's see here. Uh, Valduvius, should Bungie add mods that give a specific perk if the perk does not exist on the weapon, with some exceptions, and if it's on the weapon, then enhance the perk? For instance, if a weapon does not have Outlaw if it doesn't doesn't give it outlaw maybe your lower percentage or if it's rolled with outlaw then further increase the reload speed that gets really hard i think to navigate because how do you manage um how do you manage the the balance right managing the balance there, I think it's tough, honestly, because you're you're able to just slap, you know, pinnacle perks on any gun that you want. I just, I don't know. I think that's a bit much. I think that's a bit much. All right, we're going to go back to the tower. Everything's been refreshed. Ruku says, do you think that the Black Armory basically is how the planetary vendors should be like as I grind the bounties? I couldn't help but feel this way. Yes, and I, in a discussion about how to make strikes more meaningful, I was like, why not... Why not make Zavala like that? So you're running strikes, there's a meaning behind it, there's bounties, and there's cool new loot to get. I think a lot of the vendors do need Ada's treatment. I 100% agree with you. Tfunk, do you think it's crazy that people want to do all the content and complete everything in the Black Armory Week 1? This is the annual pass and not a DLC. This is meant to be a year endeavor rather than one week deliverable. People now have a few weeks to look forward to... Uh... And the I can't wait to get there similar to the Dreaming City of Forsaken. I mean, I would argue against your claim and say that people did not want to beat the content day one. They wanted access to the content day one. And there is an enormous difference between those two things. Wanting to go in and play the Forge day one is not me saying, hey let me go in and beat everything week one now if people were wanting access to all the forges you know week one uh, then that's that you're just i'm sorry but you're just being kind of dumb like that no like nobody should be able to just go in and beat all the content day one well i'm done i beat everything day one i don't honestly think a lot of people were doing that or saying that i think a lot of people were saying this is brand new content and there's actually nothing new to do i can't even go in and do anything that was the problem. It was the introduction to a new, you know, delivery type of content, and nobody could touch it. Uh, don't you think wanting to be surprised by your loot drops is just being romantic for the sake of wanting it to be romanticized? This kind of seems like the same reasoning for not putting matchmaking into EP and blind. Well, not even remotely the same not even remotely the same drops being exciting has been part and parcel to the experience of d1 since galahorn vex Fatebringer, and vision of confluence i'm not romanticizing it that's literally what drives people if loot's driving you the arrival of the loot is what you celebrate like that's that's logical i'm not romanticizing it at all i feel like you're trying to just use my lingo against me i'd be interested to see when this con- this uh this account was made i'd be really interested to see uh lord of time what's the best farming method for enhancement cores the current infusion system is turning me off do all of the uh do all of spiders wanted bounties because they drop them and do your scrapper bounties when they show up do your scrapper bounties when they show up uh can you explain the system as it stands now in d2 no i'm not explaining the leveling system to you uh watch a youtube video or ask somebody in chat uh, that's too. That's too long of a question, and honestly, that's not what question answers for. What do we? Uh, what if we don't have any DLC? You get a power level bump and three pinnacle gear. Uh, p- three pinnacle guns you can grind for, and you get a free event like this called the Dawning. Um. Uh, oh, your account's actually pretty old, Arrow. Okay, okay. It felt like you were taking a dig. It felt like you were taking a dig. We used to have trolls that would, like, take digs at me by using my language. And you obviously are familiar with my content because I do say that. I say, let's stop being romantic about what people will do, uh, in the public space. So, I thought you were taking a dig. I thought maybe you were being a, uh, being a troll. So, we have to do, uh, Ether, ether Ethercane... Uh, Once selected, it will consume in the oven, so choose wisely. I don't understand. Add ingredients first. Each dawning recipe requires one common ingredient, one rare ingredient. Add the ingredient to the oven and then finish the recipe with some essence of dawning. So they want me to click through all these? Oh, they're just teaching me right now. Each dawning recipe requires one common... Okay. So now I can come down here... Deliver these explosively delicious treats to your commander, Zavala, and the tower. Gallardoodles. Um... I don't know if I'm even gonna wanna do this. This seems like... I'm gonna wanna raid and level up. This seems silly. Uh, Burnsy. Lono, do you think that a Bungie brought back the old system and where you could infuse an item from a different character class into whichever you wanted, that it might help? I mean, cross infusion would certainly help. It would certainly help. But I'm not not really going to, like, die on that hill. Uh, Oh, the snowballs are back. (laughs) Suck it, loser! Oh, I missed. Um, I'm not going to die on that hill. I am not. Okay, so I'm going to give this gift to him. I just get the gun right away. The Avalanche. It's a so... That's funny. It's a so... Ooh, it's cute, isn't it? It's a cute little gun. Is it random rolls? Did you guys get this same roll? Rampage, moving target, appended mag, armor piercing? Did everybody get the same roll? It's a Suros machine gun. A well-rounded grip, libel, and sturdy. Uh, that's kind of nice. Rampage is nice, too. Um... That's, that's cute. <laughs> Random rolls? Was it easy to get? I mean, he just gave it to me. I just walked right over to him. If you're listening to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, uh, sorry that you're having to kind of listen to me experience the dawning. Yeah, I'm not going to die on the hill for cross infusion. Lono, can you do a talk about bungee treating uh, O'Carter Carter. B- being treated as a. Our character, a little bit of some uh, autocorrect here. Our character being treated as a pinball, having some enemies is okay, but it happens a little bit too much. There is too much physics going on. Um, it is. Uh, I, you know, I think that everything knocks you around, and I do think the stomp is way, it reaches way too far. You'll be in the air away from the boss, and he stomps and gets you. But I don't understand. Oh, she's got bounties. Okay, so she's got bounties that reward you with ingredients. And then you can buy her ingredients with Essence of Dawning, which I'm assuming Essence of Dawning, okay, comes from here. Oh, she's got a powerful reward if you bake six gifts. And then she's got these down here, which are the rare ingredients. You can buy these as well with Essence of Dawning. I don't know how often you're going to be getting Essence of Dawning because you get Glimmer from this one. Glimmer and Ether Cane, Glimmer and Personal Touch, and then you get Essence of Dawning from these two. I don't know. This is for everyone. This is a free event. Correct. Um... I don't know if I'm going to do a talk about getting physics, though. It is annoying. It is annoying, but I don't know if I want to dedicate an entire talk to getting physics. I I think there's more important, probably, subjects to talk about. Um, And then... Again, her powerful reward, once again, Ada's powerful reward is armor, uh, powerful gear, powerful gear. All these just need to be updated to tell you what you're getting. I honestly think that's a huge and easy win uh, for the community. Uh, this event stuff looks confusing. It is a little bit in-depth. We'll have to take a little bit deeper look at it when I'm not doing Q-Question-Answer. Put in Work BB says, since leveling is so deep... Seated in rng how about Bungie unrestricting infusion example i can infuse kinetic with a power energy no yeah i think there's better solutions that i think the infusion system not allowing cross infusion is totally fine i don't think that's the main pain point i really don't think that's the main pain point Juicebox. james work was talking about an idea on stream the other day that was fabulous what if there was a bounty per week that was literally just a power up it literally would be a five plus item you can infuse into any item that you choose yeah, somebody just kind of outlined that just a second ago. Um, they were talking about. Uh, they were talking about you doing a bounty that would do that. I think that's a good idea too. Just another layer of intentionality. Uh, we just got bopped. That's why I'm going to continue the talk. I was worried that would happen. Uh, sometimes when these events go live, the servers get a little shaky. So we're going to continue doing Q and A. Big bad Gav, do you think having a Fortnite-style loadout where a player can select whatever they want in the slots be a better alternative? Three times heavy, which is a thought that would happen in pre-forsaken. I mean, I don't know if that much freedom would solve the problem. You know, you could still only do two, ex- uh, one exotic. You could still only do one exotic. I, again, I. Uh, too much freedom's a bad thing. When people got really mad about them changing Icolos shotgun to solar, I was like, listen. If the Icolos stayed void and you could run Icolos shotgun and a tractor cannon, that level of damage output would be broken, and it would not be within the original design intention of the weapon. Because originally the Icolos shotgun was a power weapon, and that level of freedom would make you so strong, they would have to legislate to that strength. Meaning all of the really really hard encounters would have to be built for people that could do that level of damage, which restricts your freedom. Because if you want to beat that encounter, you kind of have to run that loadout. I hope all that made sense. That was like a big long run-on sentence. Too much freedom creates problems. So you always a good amount of freedom and restriction kind of has to have a bit of a tango and be balanced. Tribal, what if certain uh, endgame milestones, Nightfall Raid Boss drops, dropped consumable that you could use to bump your power, we've already had that question, that's a good idea, a bounty or something like that, I would be totally fine with, is Niobe Labs confirmed to be a dungeon, excited for more endgame content, love the stream, Uh, that's the theory, there's no confirmation on that, last question from RT Mayday, do you think a better solution for enhancement cores would be to use uh, our weapon in order to level up for the masterwork, 10, so you're saying completely remove the masterworking of the item. You would just basically use the gun. What are the nightfalls this week? Uh, inverted spire, strange terrain, and tree of po- probabilities. And then what are the modifiers? Solar, brawler, and iron. Solar and brawler? Sign me up! Sign me up! Let me get my 1k voices. Alright, we're gonna do this, uh, heroic really, really quickly. And then we're probably gonna pivot to doing some raids at the community. So, um... This idea doesn't get at the problem. I think the combining of the economies is the problem. Enhancement cores don't belong in infusion, period. It's an unnecessary pain point that doesn't land on the people that argued for it. It only lands on the common player and frustrates their player choice. Um, So, uh, at the end of the day, that's going to be my stance on it. And I think it's clear that it's not functioning properly because it's not really hurting the people that that, that, that argued for it. So, Alright, I'm going to chop it here. We're going to keep streaming, so keep it here if you want to watch some raids and some grinding and some more great conversation. Keep the questions coming. Just put them in chat. I'll interact with you as much as I can. I'm going to do an outro here for the podcast. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live at twitch.tv slash say no to rage or follow me on Twitter at say no to rage. As with all of my content, I appreciate you watching and listening. Please like, share, and subscribe.